Away, you moldy rogue. Away. Welcome to another edition of the Ordeal Ambrosia that is the Mouldy Rogues podcast. Today we shall see, here really, the final shouty cinema. Have some more top trump top trumps, and you'll never guess there's a brand new feature where we attempt to decipher the ramblings of a Glaswegian. So let's get on with it. The mouldy nuts started calling it T4. T4. Top, 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 top. Yeah, because it was almost as difficult to say as it was to listen to. It was difficult to say to as it is to understand. Call it T4. And we are down to the final three characters. So I yeah. would like you to give me between number four and number 39, please. Uh, six. Okay, if you could explain to the listener which top trump pack and which top trump character do you have today? So I've got Genghis Khan. Excellent. Uh, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. He was born 1162, yep. 65 at the age of death, fame factor of 48, a 20 for despicable deeds, and a 57 for a dreadful death. If that's out of 100, he's got off pretty lightly for the despicable deeds, I feel. <laughs> he was mostly killing and shagging, wasn't it, with Genghis? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Philip Schofield of his day. Very much. Yeah, despicable deeds actually suggests he's not that despicable. 20 out of 100. No. Maybe, you know, he was no, a man of his time. I suppose so, yeah. We're Genghis Khan apologists. Yeah, so that... That is Genghis, and he will be facing off against another feared character. Another number, please, between 4 and 39. 35. Ooh. If you can describe to the listener who I shall be playing as. Ah. Mm. Controversy's friend, J.K. Rowling. (laughs) I mean, you might say J.K., but it's not a joke for a lot of people. Uh, very good. Yeah, okay, she's got a year of birth again. Sure. Power, 40. Fame, 50. Impact, 69. Courage, 50. Rating of 7. So that um, is the top Trump rating, which makes everything that comes before redundant. Yep, as we've discussed yep. before. Sure. And I think with her getting a 7, does that make her the same as Phil Mitchell or whoever I had last time we played this? <laughs> I don't think. Oh, I wish we'd had Phil Mitchell. Maybe an EastEnders top trump pack. That would have been fantastic. Well, what's interesting about this, though, is that she's had a higher impact in terms of history than yeah. Genghis Khan. <laughs> well, what's her Despicable Deeds rating? She doesn't have one. Yeah. Well, mm, I think many I, would argue I, she does. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, 
you know, I don't see Genghis writing any dodgy tweets. So his nose no, is not... clear as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's but a 20 out of 100 for despicability. Is that a word? Despicability. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this top Trump pack is controversial writers. J.K. Rowling wrote some tweets, some opinions that were troubling, but Genghis Khan killed so many people that he actually started to reverse climate change in the Middle Ages. So I feel that as hard as J.K. Rowling's comments were for many people, I still think it's a bit harsh to say she's worse than Genghis Khan. Yeah, that's a push, isn't it? Different times. Different times. I am rolling. You are Khan. And to put this baby to bed, we just need another number for which top trump pack they are going to be a member of, between 1 and 39. 20. Could you describe who this is to the listener, please? Oh, wow. Now, (laughs) it is Adolf Hitler. Hmm. Uh, Right. The card is in German. which is yep. worrying. Uh, <laughs> and also, <laughs> the title of the card is Fascistan. And it's also got a fun explosion speech bubble above his head saying Blitztropf, which I think means jackpot. <laughs> so he is the jackpot of this particular pack. Yeah. He's the top Trump, top Trump. So his Gibbutzjar is 1889, year of birth. Sure. Uh, Alter B. Machtuber, so I guess that's the, how old he was when he died. Herzschaftauer, 12 year. 43 year. No, he wasn't 43 when he died. I don't know what that means. The issue is with this is that all yeah. of his characteristics are in German. The only one right. I can identify is his birth year. We can try and figure out what some of these things are, I think. What do you think the top Trump pack is? Famous Nazis? Maybe. Some, it's like political <laughs> political parties, because it says fascistan at the top. Because I think if it was famous Nazis, they'd all be fascistan. Kind of comes to the territory. But for your information, Blitztrumpf translates to flash trumpet. So above his head, <laughs> it just says flash trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's been called many things, but I don't think flash trumpet. So between J.K. Rowling or Genghis Khan, who would be a better, what, fascist dictator? We could say, out of those two, who would be the best chancellor of Germany? Well, no, because now you're trying to twist it, because you know it's basically an open goal for Genghis. Anything (laughs) authoritarian, genocidal, it's Genghis written all over it. Although J.K. Rowling, you know... She's had a questionable past. Maybe See, I crowbar this one in. <laughs> are you suggesting that the comments made by J.K. Rowling on Twitter are equivalent to <laughs> the genocides that were caused at the hands of the Nazis and by Adolf Hitler's? <laughs> that what you're saying? Not at all. I'm suggesting she would have the administrative skills and wherewithal. Uh-huh. What with her many years of writing things down, I think she would take to it like a duck to water. So you're saying that in another lifetime, J.K. Rowling would have been a Nazi. That's that's what you're saying. (laughs) Beloved children's author, J.K. Rowling. If you draw a moustache on Harry Potter, 
Who does he mm. look like? I mean, he doesn't. Yep. I know what you're getting at, but he doesn't. Yep. I think he does. Through, he looks like the, the uh, keyboard player from Sparks. If you do a little he mustache. does look like the keyboard player from Sparks. It feels like we're veering somewhat off course. Yeah. Um, you make your argument for how... I know. Um, see, I would rather... I know, I know this is in the keeping the spirit of the game. We've got hit yeah. so we've got to just do what we can. But I would rather argue with you whether J.K. Rowling or Genghis Khan would be a better keyboard player in Sparks. <laughs> This is, I fear, only a one-time feature, but I think you would appreciate it. It is your friend of mine, Limmy, who is a broad Glaswegian. I've got four or five clips of him just saying something, and the idea of this featurette is that you, James, as very much a Limmy whisperer, have got to tell us what he's saying. Okie dokie. I can see where this is going. I imagine most people have never heard of him. I hadn't until you introduced me. Just briefly describe um, who this gentleman is. <laughs> yeah, he's a comedian. He did a show like a couple of years ago. It was only on BBC Scotland, but it is very funny. But then recently he's kind of famous for, he just does YouTube clips of him like reviewing all kinds of random bits and pieces, but in a very, very funny way. Yes, he's a very amusing man. So, as I say, I've got four very short clips, and I want you to work out what he's saying, and if possible, what the circumstance is. If you can play number one. Roll the window down, and I'm going to fucking grog. Green or right on his fucking dish. <laughs> that is, of course, <laughs> one of my favourites. <laughs> yes, that is an easy introduction, because I know it's one of your favourites. Could you translate that into English for us? I'm going to fucking grog. Green or right on his fucking dish? Translate into <laughs> English. For those of you south of Hadrian's Wall. And he's saying I'm going to go around and grog greener right on his fucking dish. Which <laughs> to you and I means that he is going to go and spit on someone's hair. What he is referring to is um, he's doing a review of Verve's video, Bittersweet Symphony, and he's getting more and more angry as he watches Richard Ashcroft sort of walk into people on the street. And there's one bit where Richard Ashcroft, this is in the video, he walks like, and then a car pulls up in front of him and a window opens. And Limmy's saying that were he in that car, <laughs> he would have grogged Rena right on his fucking dish. I mean, yeah, you've got pretty much all of it. Although I think his fucking dish is his face, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah, about yeah. dish. I think, I think it's just a general head area. <laughs> you know, depending on how accurately he can grog greener, uh, <laughs> ideally in the face, but, you know, he'll settle for the hair, I feel. <laughs> okay, so that, that was just to ease you into the game. If you can have a go, a slightly more difficult one, let me too. But the eyes themselves on the opener, well, you know, when you're trying to, come on, that's somebody that's half cut. 
And one more time. But the eyes themselves on the opener, well, you know, when you're trying to, come on, that's someday it's half cut. This is when he's talking about Rod Stewart's famous presenting the uh, the Paul's numbers. And I think he's had a few sherbets at the bar before he presents. <laughs> and everyone at the time, I remember everyone was saying, was he drunk or not? And then Limmy reviews it and comes to the conclusion that his eyes are kind of like only half open. And he's like, yeah, that's somebody who's half cut. Correct. He's saying in English, there is a gentleman who is under the influence of alcohol, is what he's saying in, uh, again, a very amusing video. If you get a chance to watch it. All right. Have a go at number four. Shake it fucking on your fucking steamer. Okay. Quick one. Shake it fucking on your fucking steamer. I'm going to say... That's something James Corden related just because of the level of anger. <laughs> what are the words that he's actually using? What's they saying? Check your hand, you incompetent. You're close. You're close. I think he's saying, take your hands off me, you inebriated man. Ah, yeah. That I believe sense. fucking steamer is a gentleman ah, who's had one or two many alcoholic beverages. Yeah, I have no idea where this comes from, though. This also comes from the Rod Stewart clip, because there's two embarrassed-looking officials who are also doing the, it's the Scottish FA Cup draw, I believe. And at the end, I think Rod Stewart puts his arm around one of them, and let me say, this chap's thinking, I don't mind having a bit of a laugh, you know, but this is my job. And as Rod Stewart becomes even more friendly, he then says, Get your fucking hands up, be a fucking steamer. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, which leaves us with the final one. Bet that jacket's fucking stinking, man. I bet that hair is fucking stinking. I bet his shoes are stinking. <laughs> so, I bet that jacket is rather pungent. I bet those shoes are rather pungent. I bet even that haircut is rather pungent. <laughs> and I think the giveaway is the background music, but uh, what is this one from? This is, again, this is a critique of Richard Ashcroft uh, in the Bittersweet Savory video. And he's saying that um, <laughs> he looks like he would be rather odorous in the video because he's wearing a sort of leather jacket. He's got a kind of indie kind of haircut or... Not quite a Beatles bob, is it? But it's not. It's a bit longer than that. It's that way inclined, but it does look a bit greasy. Yes. He suggests that Richard Ascroft, not a gentleman familiar with the odorizer nor a wash. Have you ever heard, because I'm quite familiar with my Glaswegian patois, but I've never heard jacket. I've never heard jacket, no. No, jacket's <laughs> a new one. And you'd think he'd want a shower, if nothing else, to clean the... Uh, Greener off his dish. Because <laughs> she got a great ass. Great ass. I don't know what we're yelling about. Loud noises. Whatever he hits, he destroys. So we have Shouty Cinema. I believe it's Shouty Cinema 8. I love Shouty Cinema. You have my full attention, undivided. You know it's my favourite. 
if you could play 8.1, use your ears and your cinematic brain. Okay, okay, 8.1. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. Now, it sounds like Dan Aykroyd. A thousand people gathering around to worship a rat, I think, is a reference to Groundhog Day and Punk's attorney Phil, who judges whether or not it's going to stay winter or turn into spring with Bill Murray. So your answer is that the shoutee is Dan Aykroyd. Let me just do it one more time. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. It's Bill Murray. The film is Groundhog Day. There it is. I did hope I would <laughs> somehow screw you out of some points because Dan Aykroyd is not in Groundhog Day. But that did not deter you from trying to crowbar him into it. I was just thinking that. He's not in Groundhog Day. That's one for one. Have a go at 8.2. Honey, you seem to understand. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Ooh. Mm. Can you give me a bit of background to this one? Yeah, I can certainly drizzle some facts on you. Mm. It is a... Drizzle them directly onto my body. <laughs> the Fruity Precipice. It's a well-known 2000s film. I'm pretty sure you'll have seen it. It has been remade, so you'll certainly have seen either it or the remake. And the scene you're listening to is a character in prison and he's explaining to the bad guys that he's not locked in there with them they're locked in with him listen to it one more time honey you seem to understand i'm not locked in here with you you're locked in here with me i think this is and i do not remember who it is that's saying it yeah but is it the watchman I know the actor is difficult, but do you remember which of the characters it was? It's that big um, blue chap in it. Dr. Colossus. Sure, why not? Because it's the wrong answer. Well played, yes, it is the Watchman, but it is the little guy with the hat played by Jackie Earl Haley. He wears a mask that's kind of shape-shifting mask thing. That was deliberately tough. So have a pop at 8.4. Four. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh, are you kidding me? Did the massive ship's horn sneak in? I don't know how that happened. My producer is on holiday. If you can try 8.4B, I'm like 90% sure it's not a ship's horn. If this is a fog horn, Right, and you can cut this. I'm going to fuck your producer <laughs> up. You think I've got a producer? No, I don't think you've got a producer. I think you're a novel. <laughs> if this is another fucking foghorn, I tell you now, we're going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> it's better fucking not be a foghorn. <laughs> Sorry, my brothers and the cleaners, along with my hoodie and my you flip flops, you pretentious douchebag. One more time. Sorry, my brothers and the cleaners, along with my hoodie and my 
you flip flops, you pretentious douchebag. Hmm. Come on, you pretentious douchebag. Very famous film, uh, Oscar Laden. We have discussed it before. You've definitely seen it. Ah, okay, okay, okay. It's the Social Network, and it is Andrew Garfield playing Eduardo Saverin. Well played, sir. I could feel your brain squeezing out of your ears attempting to get through that one. Was that not the perfect level of difficulty? That was good, yeah, that was very good. I think the giveaway is you can hear Trent Reznor's music in the background a little bit. That was the biggest thing that yeah. you gave it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well played to that. I think that leaves you at three and a half out of four with one to play. You're not worth the trouble it would take to hit you. You're not worth the powder it would take to blow you up. You are an empty, empty, hollow shell of a woman. I don't think I know this one. No, I think this is the most difficult of the five. In fact, fairly sure you haven't seen it. But the reason I've included it is it is one of the most famous actors in the world. It's one of your favorite actors. He was Oscar nominated for it. Mm -hmm. He would probably say this was his favorite of his films. You may well have seen it. One of the top three actors in the world, pay packet-wise. The gentleman talking there. The gentleman talking there is one of your favourite actors, and he's certainly one of the top five most famous in the world. Empty, hollow shell of a woman! Ah, there it is. It's decap. It is decap. Do you want to drizzle me some more information? Tell the general to send in the dakadak. Uh... I don't know the film. Uh, or you don't the, know the film or the shouting. No. You're only getting one point there, but I will tell you that is your friend of mine, Miss Kate Winslet. He is shouting. Uh, Can you name the film? I cannot because it's not Titanic. So that's the only film I, I'm, I know that they've been in, both of them. Revolutionary Road. Listen, if you're going to Google things, that's hard I'm not to Googling anything. Oh, really? So you went from, any... I'm only familiar with the one film they're in together to, oh, Revolutionary Road, which strangely I got I whilst looking at the screen. It just came, look, hands here, it? it just came to me. Well, no, the hands are uh, visible now. Also, oh, the you. screen is visible now, so you can see if I'm Googling anything, can't you, Sherlock? <laughs> yeah, grossing well, US um... box office, 350 million in the opening weekend. It's just knowledge I have. <laughs> sure. Initial filming started in March of the year, but then continue. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just what I know about the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I give you a yeah, point of that? Well, I think you probably can. I know it feels pretty slippery, though. Why does it feel slippery? I got well, you started with, I have absolutely no idea who or what this is. And then you ended up giving me the month and the date and the year that it all happened and the director's name and the name of the woman who cleaned the floors. And it just, it feels a little bit like a man. You know, I can't control my knowledge. Sometimes <laughs> it comes to me in drips, sometimes in a flood. <laughs> and that's what happened there. Congratulations. That is four and a half out of five. And you got the bonus foghorn as well. 
<laughs> Which there's no points to the foghorn, but it does mean that your firstborn will be fair of hair and deaf. <laughs> <laughs> and that is very much your lot for this week. Next week we will have the final magazine mystery and a fruitier than a fruit and nut packed porn or not. Until then, take care out there. Mm-hmm.